Hello, Summer Class Econ 2013. My name is Lindsay Giuliano, and welcome to my first ever podcast episode. Today, I'm going to discuss the economic impacts of misinformation during COVID-19. As we know, economics is the study of human behavior and decision-making. What drives these traits? Information acquired by individuals. Living in the world of social media, being presented with misinformation disguised as facts can have significant economic impacts. Since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, we have witnessed firsthand the changes in people's behaviors due to misleading information. Now, not only are we fighting a pandemic, we are also fighting an infodemic. One of the best examples of misinformation is the effectiveness of wearing a mask. I polled 134 people asking if they believed a face mask was effective in mitigating the spread of COVID-19, and of the 134 people, 10 feel the mask is not effective, which roughly equates to 7%. On June 29th, Goldman Sachs Research published a study stating that a 15% increase in mask wearing could prevent a second wave of shelter-in-place orders preventing a possible 5% drop of GDP, which equals about $1 trillion. So it begs the question, with such a possible blow to the nation's economy, why are masks still a topic of debate? To further discuss this issue, I'd like to introduce Arden Carlson, Head of Governance for the Global Markets for the Americas at HSBC. Well, welcome Arden. Thanks for joining me on my podcast. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. Actually, very excited to talk about this topic today. Well, let's go then. Uh, so after hearing those numbers from the Goldman Sachs research, what factors do you believe play a role in the spread of misinformation? And how do we work to change our behavior to minimize the economic impact during the pandemic? Excellent question. I think it comes down to two factors of why we have such a problem with misinformation. Today, Information can travel so quickly over the internet, through social media, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. Uh, Because it can travel so fast, it becomes then a challenge to contend against opinion masquerading as as fact. The other factor, I think, is it, it plays a huge role when you have celebrities, public figures that again make that same mistake and are selling or conflating opinion as fact. Arden, you bring up a really good point. I've seen it firsthand during the White House press briefings. Our own president is going against CDC guidelines, refusing to wear a mask simply because he doesn't want to. His first time being seen in a mask was only this past Saturday. Do you have any other examples that you want to add to that? Really good example that comes to mind of one celebrity in particular, Chuck Woolery. He used to be the Wheel of Fortune host. Um, He's actually been retweeted by the president, and as of late, he's changed his mind, he's changed his opinion. But prior to that, he would say things like, and I quote, the most outrageous lies are the ones about COVID-19. Everyone is lying. The CDC, the media, Democrats, our doctors, not all, but most, that are told, that we are told to trust. And what's happened recently with his son, his son has contracted COVID-19. And he's released a statement saying, I am empathizing with the victims and people that are suffering from this disease, but the unfortunate reality is that the damage is already done. The misinformation spreads, 
you have these public figures, celebrities that are sharing their opinions and is then translated in the in the public as fact. And that has real changes in people's behavior, which lead to real changes and impacts on the economy. So now that we've established that misinformation affects people's behavior and decision-making, let's talk about the economic impacts that this has and how we can change it. I think the economic impacts happen on a couple of fronts. It happens on a, on a micro scale where the individual is changing their decision to buy certain goods and services based on the pandemic or based on the misinformation. And then it also happens on a macro scale where collectively people are not going to restaurants, not going to bars, not going to amusement parks. Those businesses suffer. When those businesses suffer, people are then out of work and it has this massive knock-on effect right. on the economy. Because if the misinformation continues to allow the virus to spread, the economy risks falling back into either a shelter in place or risks being stuck in this limbo where we have restaurants kind of open, but not an open enough to maintain profits to be sustainable. Yeah, and you could argue that that the misinformation affects our ability to coordinate on efforts like this. So if we are going to stay in lockdown, if we're going to stay, you know, six feet six feet apart, wear a mask, that collective effort on a short term basis then helps helps mitigate the spread of the virus, which then allows the economy to return to being fully open. But that's again the challenge. The misinformation says it's not a problem. Don't you don't need to wear a mask. It just prolongs the length of the shutdown. It prolongs the damage to the economy. And I think that's where we have our biggest challenge. So now what? How do we shift our focus from this infodemic so we can now prioritize bringing our economy back to life? I think it starts with understanding what, what, what happened and what went wrong. When we look back, one of the biggest issues was people just were not as skeptical of what they were reading and not realizing what they're reading was a big factor in their decision-making. It impacted uh, demand for certain goods and services. It impacted supply chains for a lot of companies. And that has you know, real economic impacts. But what's the next step after that? Is focusing on a change in public policy and a focus on messaging. And a change, and in turn, a change in messaging, a change in public behavior. Yes. So today, Governor Andrew Cuomo announced uh, the launch of his National Mask Up America campaign in partnership with the Ad Council. This campaign is going to include eight 30-second television spots, and it'll begin being rolled out in the uh, throughout July. Sorry, throughout July. It's actually also going to be partnered with celebrities, so hopefully that'll counteract all this misinformation that you know essentially has kept us in this same position that we were in back in April. Yeah, I, I think the faster that we can return to having an open economy and you know not any you know restrictions, things of that nature, and also restoring some confidence too. I think that's a big factor that when people have confidence in in the market, confidence confidence in the economy, things 
prosperity returns, and that should really be our, our focus. Yeah, and you know, as a reminder, though, you know, reopening the economy in a safe, effective way, and you know, by teaching mask education or mask awareness, you know, you can do that. You can have almost your cake and eat it too. Of course, the economy, it'll take a lot of time to come back completely as a pre-COVID-19 world, but I think with these combined efforts, you know, it'll help everyone in the long run. Arden, I want to say thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and looking at the ties between misinformation and economic impact and our collective response to a pandemic. I've really enjoyed talking to you today and I look forward to the next podcast. Again, that was Arden Carlson, America's Head of Governance for Global Markets at HSBC. Sadly, the podcast has come to an end. I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the information we shared as much as I enjoyed creating it. And I will leave you with a quote by Benjamin Franklin, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest.